You're listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. I hope you guys are having a really, really good day. I am having a better day than I was having about 30 minutes ago. Let me tell you, one thing about transition, my former pastor used to say when you're in a transition, if you think about having a glass of water in an empty glass, transition feels like when you pour the water out of one glass, but it hasn't landed in the other glass yet, that space in between, that's what transition feels like. And so that's how I feel. I feel like I'm in a space of upheaval. Now, granted, I do creatively disrupt my own life a lot, and I do this to myself oftentimes, but it's because I, if I start to feel like um, complacent or coasting or there's something more, I'm telling you, inwardly, it will start to nag at me. It feels like a deep emptiness and nothing can satisfy it except for me moving into like the next iteration or version of myself. This this is something that I know about myself. This is my lot in life. You know how people say, are you here for a good time or a long time? For most things, I'm not in it for the long haul, right? I have the the people and situations that can walk with me for a long period of time. Those and they are few and far between. And I understand that about myself. It's not because of an inability to build relationships, keep relationships. I promise y'all it's not that. I used to, I used to think I was just flawed. What it is, is I'm a person that I come I lay foundations, I set new foundations, build something on the foundation, so to speak, and then my work is done. Where I usually get in trouble is when I'm in a space for longer than I'm supposed to be there and I haven't moved on to the next thing. So in many instances, I travel light. I have to travel light mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and I don't make strong attachments to things and to people because I know that they probably won't be around very long. This, this now, let's be clear. I'm talking about my spiritual calling. I am not talking about the trauma of abandonment that feels like people are going to leave, and so let me not attach to them. That is not what I am saying. So just to differentiate those two things. So, yeah, and, and the other part of that is, People get very, very attached to me, what I do, what I bring, and then they want to hold on. And then it just becomes this thing. So yeah, just just moving through and then moving into the next iteration of something. And so it feels like I always live with a sense of uncertainty. Like, I don't really know what's next. I'm just moving into it. And it's it's a it's a I always tell y'all there's a grace that makes this look easy. That it's it's not by any means easy, right? It is not by any means easy. And so if I didn't have my guy God, if I didn't have a relationship with God, if I didn't have God to just ground me, if I didn't have a prayer life, if I didn't have a listening life where I could also hear God speak back to me, 
I would be mad. Like, I would be in somebody's insane asylum. I don't know how y'all do it. I promise you, I don't know how people navigate the world without the ability to hear God. I really don't even know. If I'm thankful for anything, it's gratitude that I have a hearing ear, that I can hear God, that my spirit can lead me and guide me. I just don't know how people do it. I really don't even know how people do it. I'm like, God, there are people really living out here who just, they just got to go it alone or go it on their own. As smart as I am, I can't figure this out by myself. As smart as I am, I can't figure my life out by myself. Like, I, I cannot. On my best day, I couldn't do it. So I'm I'm thankful to God and for, you know, for that relationship. So that's that on that. Let's see. What else did I want to talk about? One of my clients, we were talking about something and she said, well, Letitia, ain't no lesson like a bought lesson. So she said, I'm going to learn this one. And I, that was so resonant with me because I realized that I recently bought a $25,000 lesson, right? I bought, I bought a $25,000 lesson, $25,000 to realize like, mm, I don't want that. And when you, when you, it's not that I'm frivolous with money or, or things like that. Right. But she's right. There's no lesson like a bought lesson. I bought that lesson. And so when you pay, you pay attention. Right. So I'm like, Hmm, okay. What can I learn here? I don't want this. And I want more of that. So sometimes y'all might invest money in something. You may lose money in something, or you may lose time. You may lose something, but instead of taking that and, and taking that lesson and learning so that you can bounce back better and you and you learn and you have more clarity and you can go in a different direction. Some of y'all get stuck in the loss or what seems like the loss. Some of you get stuck. You know, one of the things that people people associate me with is wisdom. There is never a time that you won't speak to me and you won't get some wisdom, you won't get some perspective. And you know what most of that wisdom has come from? It has come from losses and lessons. It has come from losses and lessons that I say, huh, okay, now I got specialized knowledge in this. And so now this becomes wisdom that lays the foundation for somebody else who's on their path. So even bad gal Riri say, no losses, only lessons. So instead of getting stuck in what you feel like you lost, what is the learning in it? What is the lesson in it? Because if you had, like I had $25,000 to learn the lesson, then the wisdom from the lesson, I can create way more than $25,000 based on what it is that I now know. And so mindset and reframing things and reshaping things is so, so, so important because otherwise you're just going to get stuck. Let me tell y'all something that I know for 100% sure. Life will never stop lifing. I don't care who you are. Life gone life. Life gonna do what life does, right? So the best thing that you can do is constantly be shaping your mindset, building your mental agility, building your bounce back, your resilience so you can navigate life and not just completely lose it. I mean, people are just like losing it because they have the inability to cope with life. The one thing that we cannot control is the changes of life, right? So listen, yeah, that bought lesson, I'm like, man, I, I wasn't intending to, to, to invest 25K to learn that, but I'm really very, very clear, right? So my daughter, <laughs> my daughter, my daughter is one of the wisest people I know. I just told her yesterday, I said, 
thank you, Coach Asia. She coached me up on something. And some of us, we think, I'm a coach. I remember this guy saying, you're a coach, so you think you know everything, right? And I was just like, no, nah, it's, actually, it's actually quite the opposite. I realized that I know very, very little. And so I'm a life learner. And I employ the genius principle. When I learned the genius principle, the genius principle said you can learn from anybody from any situation. And so I actually learn a lot from my daughter. And she coaches me on a lot of things, quite quite honestly. She said, Mama, some people just learn things the hard way and you happen to be one of them. (laughs) And so it's not like I set out like, oh, I'm going to learn this lesson the hard way. But listen, I I guess that is a hard lesson (laughs) to learn depending on, on how you look at it. So speaking of coaching, let me tell y'all something else that I learned about myself. Like, I I consider myself to be fairly self-aware, right? And my daughter told me that I was, she didn't say that I was high maintenance. She said that I was hard to please. And I said, huh? She said, I said, I'm hard to please. I said, it seems to me that what I like is fairly simple. She said, I said, well, how is it that you know what it is that I like? She said, well, mom, that's because I know you. I said, but it seems so simple. She said, well, yeah, because I'm your daughter. She said, but mom, she said, you are the kind of person that you can give somebody a framework because we was talking about virtual assistants. We was talking about all of this. And she said, and you have an expectation that people can run with the framework. And I said, you know what? You might be right. But what I recognize, she said, my most people cannot do that. I have met two people who could do it. Two people who could do it. She is one of them. She is one of them that she can speak Letitia. And I had another girl, Nicole, that I call her my midwife because I could I could give her all the disjointed pieces of something and she could pull it together. And I'm like, yeah, this is this. This is exactly what I'm saying, right? And so I realized that that's a rare skill set and it's called an integrator. And here's the thing. Most people that are visionary leaders, because they always have so many ideas and so many concepts and so many things going on in their mind, they need integrators who are the glue, so to speak, to make those things stick together and work. And I realized that I need people with an integrative skill set, if you will. But the odd thing is, I'm the integrator for so many other visionaries. Isn't that something? So most visionaries are not integrators, but most integrators are visionary. They have to be to be able to see all of the different moving pieces of something and bring them together. So I have the ability to take the disjointed pieces of whatever it is that you tell me. Like my clients get on our calls and they're like, I know I'm all over the place. I know I'm talking about 17 things and I'm following all of them. Like my mind can juggle all of the many things that you are telling me and not drop the balls and then pull from that the priorities, what needs to happen, the structure, the timeline, the calendar, like I can I can pull all of that out with disjointed pieces and I mistakenly thought that other people could do what it is that I am able to do. And so what I realized is that 
it could come across as if I don't appreciate the skills that people have, the effort that they actually make, when that is not where I'm coming from at all, right? It's not where I'm coming from at all. The way my mind works is when I see something in my mind's eye or when I see something that's possible, there is something in me that will not let me stop until I see it. The challenge is everybody doesn't always see what I see and I don't always have the words to articulate it. So it creates this disconnect. It creates frustration in me and I'm sure it creates frustration (laughs) with the people who are working with me, right? So I'm like, God, I owe some people some apologies because I never want people to feel like they're not good enough or like the efforts that they are making that I don't appreciate those efforts. So daughter coached me up to help me see that. So if you are somebody who has these impossible standards, now again, some of y'all will hear me say things and you hear something that I'm not saying. I am not talking about perfectionism. That is not what I'm talking about. Some of y'all are just flat-out perfectionist, and that comes from something else. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you're a visionary and you can see it and you can see it so clearly and you see something and you're just trying to bring it into fruition and you don't even have the words yet for what it is that you see, but you you can easily say, uh-uh, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. It's almost like I know when I see it. I know when I hear it, but I can't put words to it. It's very difficult to work with a visionary. It really, really is very difficult to work with a visionary. And so you definitely, if you are a CEO, a leader of anything, right, a visionary, then you want to make sure that you have an integrator because otherwise, oftentimes your ideas will die with you or you will be frustrated trying to work with people and wondering why they cannot see a vision that you don't have the ability to fully articulate, right? So that was really, as people say, an aha moment. But as I always say, don't stop at aha moments and epiphanies. That does That's not transformative. Aha moments and epiphanies are like, oh, the light bulb went off. Okay, well, now that you are enlightened, what are you going to do, right? And so I'm so, let me tell y'all something. I am so thankful for Asia. Y'all just don't even know. Like this, this girl of mine is, is just like, I, I just, I just don't even have enough words to, to describe how deeply appreciative I am of her and her emotional intelligence and her willingness to challenge me, her willingness to tell me when she thinks I'm wrong, even if I don't agree, but her willingness to tell me, hey, I think you could have handled this differently. Like, if y'all don't have people around y'all that will do that, then you are really, really missing out on a level of growth. If you don't have people around you that aren't so impressed by you that they won't tell you the truth, you're missing out on growth. I don't even know, but it just it just makes me like really emotional just thinking about it like, God, you sent me, you sent me a child, a daughter who chose me as her mom. Like you you sent me a child who was the, the healing and the growth and the maturity that I didn't even know that I needed and that I still need, right? I'm so, man, like I'm so thankful that um 
Y'all just don't even understand um, how thankful I am for, for the growth that that girl and the perspective that she has brought and continues to bring to my life. And so the fact that now she's carrying my grandchild, like, it just, um, I'm so grateful. For some of y'all that don't know, I am such a crier. Like, let me tell you, if I'm talking about business and all that other kind of stuff, you might think that I don't have an emotional bone in my body because I'm laser focused and I'm in logic, not emotion, right? But when it ain't got nothing to do with business and it has something to do with my baby or something to do with the people close to me, man, my emotions, I will cry like a whole baby. Um, and so I'm just thankful for for growth. I'm so thankful for growth. Like so many people, y'all, y'all might be some of these so many people. So many people are just stuck in life and mindsets with an unwillingness to grow because to grow means that you have to admit that you need to do something differently. To grow means to admit that, you know what, maybe this is not the most effective way. To grow means to admit that, you know, uh, there's another way. You know, if you're trying to get to nine, you got three times three, three plus six, one plus eight, seven plus two. You got a lot of different ways to get someplace. And so your way is not the only way. Now, the reason why also is really important is because She's someone, and the people that are around me are people that, number one, I know they have my best interests at heart. Number two, they also know that with certain things, I have very, very high standards because, again, I can see it. I know what I want. I like what I like. That's not going to change, right? But even within that, it's like, hey, here's, you know, where you, you might be a little bit impossible to deal with here. I'm thankful for that feedback because what happens is, my personality is strong in business. Like it's, 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 it's strong, not overbearing or rude. That's not what I mean. And so sometimes if, if people don't give you the feedback because of their fear or whatever, they don't like confrontation, then you don't, you don't, you don't grow, right? Like my assistant, she just, she just puts it right out there, okay? And she'll just say it. And I always laugh and I tell her, I'm like, I really appreciate you because you just you just say it. Like, she just says whatever it is that she needs to say. So let me tell you something. If you are dealing with a person who has a very strong personality, a very strong opinion about something, you you want to be someone who's willing to challenge them. You might think they're going to eat you alive, but actually there's a level of respect. People that are true leaders actually have a respect for leadership. Like you have some people that are so egotistical that you can't tell them anything. No, I'm not that person. Don't just let me just be thinking I got it all together and I have all the answers. No, hurt my feelings if you need to, but don't just let me just keep going in the direction uh, because leaders respect leadership. And so I really, I really respect the honesty that my daughter brings. And it's just like, no, I don't, I don't have an intention to hurt your feelings. And this may have been your intention, but here was the actual impact. Man, 
Like, there, there is just nothing better than somebody who helps you to see yourself and not just see and blow smoke and have you thinking that you're the best and you're the greatest. Like, I really appreciate that kind of feedback. Now, let's talk about um, feedback for a second. Most of us don't get the feedback that we need to grow And most of us don't give the feedback that we need to other people to help them grow because we're afraid of the fallout, right? I'm literally looking in my journal. Uh, My journal is me listening to God for the most part. Most of the times, I'm not writing out my thoughts, right? I I might journal a few, but I pray my thoughts out and then I listen to my guy, God, right? So, but in my journal in particular, There was someone that I was dealing with and I was talking to my guy, God, about the impact of this relationship. I talked to God about my clients. I talked to God about every single thing, okay? It could be uh, bubble guts. It could be anything. Me and God are friends. And so I talked to God. You was like, oh, you're talking to your higher self. Listen, I talked to my guy, God, okay? Anyway, but I was talking to God about this particular individual and God said, even though there is so much resistance. Don't be afraid to grow them. And I said, y'all don't understand. I'm not, it's not that I'm afraid to grow people or afraid to certain say certain things. I don't even know how I end up in this line of work because when you are a coach, you have to have very thick skin because you are going to see the absolute worst in people because people are really afraid of change. People want the outcomes of change, but people don't want to do the work of change. So you're going to see the worst of people come up, right? Because you are moving them and nudging them towards changing something. And most people resist change. So God was telling me, this person had a very, very strong personality. Don't be afraid to grow this person. And me, I just don't be wanting to be dealing with people like that because I just be like, look, if you want to stay here, then stay here. Like, I don't really care like that. Now, that's the natural part of me. This is how y'all got to understand. When God is working through me, I'll be so invested in people and their outcomes. But natural me, I'm not that invested in people like that because I don't. I just don't be wanting to deal with the, the changes and all of the challenges of people, right? So God said, don't be afraid to grow this person. And I said, okay. So you know what that growth looks like? That looks like me giving this person truth. And it's not always probably the most palatable. I give it to them in the way that's just like, look, here it is. It is what it is. And guess what? I got so much resistance, anger, Like, I got all of it, and I go to God, and God is like, and keep at it, and don't be afraid to grow this person. And I said, okay, so if you are in a people business of any sort, you have to have a commitment to people's betterment that goes beyond your comfort level. And some of us aren't as effective as we could be in relationships because we would rather placate and people please. And so the thing that we need to say or the thing that needs to be articulated to help a relationship move or grow, we just keep it to ourselves or sweep it under the rug. And God was telling me, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't be afraid to grow this person. And so I realized that over time and over the years, 
I people would be like, um, you, you know, there there will be a certain perception of me because I would say something or I would address something that most people would just rather not look at. And I'm saying, no, we need to look at this because this is gonna this is going to cause this problem to be recycle and I can't just act like I can't just unsee what I see like I don't know I I can't do that I won't do that I'm gonna be out of integrity with myself so my guy guys say don't be afraid to grow this person you him her then I'm going to do it and that might mean that you don't like me for a good while and I'm really okay with that but I'm more committed to my work than I am to your comfort, right? Now, now that being said, I'm also no longer more invested in people's outcomes than they are. Now, I'm going to follow my spirit and not be afraid to grow people, but I'm also not about to pour my whole heart and soul into something for you that you're not invested in, right? That, so it, it might, yeah, th- th- that's not going to happen either because... The first hand to help you is your own. The first hand to help you is your own. And what I find is that because I'm so strong and because I'm so capable and because I'm so willing and because I'm a catalyst in that when I show up and when I partner with someone or something, things are going to happen and they're going to start happening, rapid, happening rapidly. I notice sometimes that people want to want to kick back and just let me drive. Um if you want me to drive, it's going to cost you. As they said on Martin, it might cost you a little, it might cost you a lot, but it's going to cost you. It ain't going to cost you a little, it's going to cost you a lot. Here's the thing. I'm not getting in the driver's seat of your life or of your business um, unless we have an established understanding that this is what I'm doing. But sometimes people have gotten so tired, right? And now you see somebody that has this strength, and so now you want to kick back. And so instead of leveraging the strength and adding the strength to what it is you have you already doing, now you want to kick back and lean. No, 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 no. So what I've been doing recently is I've been cutting people off. When I say cutting people off, I don't necessarily mean leading the, leaving the relationship, but I've been letting go of weight that I'm carrying that is not mine. This is your weight. My feet been hurting lately, um, probably because I've been carrying too much weight. I lost 11 pounds, and I'm like, now why in the hell is my feet hurting and I lost weight? Because I'm carrying too much dead weight, too much weight and too much responsibility that does not belong to me. But because you see my ability to carry it, you want to toss it into my lap. I'm tossing all them shits back right to y'all, Okay. And so I always tell people I need to travel light. You can't, you can't, you can't put your stuff down on me. And my bad for carrying it, but you're getting this back. And so that's what I'm saying. Instead of using that strength to your advantage, and and um, what's the word I should say? It ain't coming to my mind. And um, strengthening what it is that you already have, you want to place the burden in somebody else's lap. No. Let every man bear his own burden. Now, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, let the strong bear the infirmities of the weak. But most of y'all are not weak. Y'all just weak-minded. You just weaken the mind. You're not weak. You've just been weakened in the mind and you haven't built your resilience. You haven't built the mental fortitude necessary. And so the strength that you actually have, you don't even realize that. So a strong person comes and you want to lean on the strong person. I'm a pillar. So anytime I'm around somebody, they naturally want to lean. They naturally want to lean. But the thing that you have to understand is just like a crutch. 
a crutch is temporary. A crutch is temporary while the injured part of you heals and regains strength. I had a neighbor who lived three doors down from me. I can't make this up. He was on crutch for about two years. Sir, what injury do you have that's the got you on the crutch for two years? No, you got so used to putting your weight on the crutch that you forgot that now you're strong enough to walk. You got a crutch in your mind right now. Now you got a mental handicap and you walking around with a crutch looking crazy as hell because you've been on this thing for three years. And that's all I'm saying. I might be a crutch for you as your coach. I might be a crutch temporarily, but the goal is always to strengthen you and make you stronger. You trying to put your weight on me long beyond the time when it's supposed to, now you're going to feel like somebody just pushed you over because it's not designed for that, right? And so some of us, we, we, we have to understand and stop just trying to lean on people. It's not designed for that. Now, all that to say, y'all know I go on rants and like I didn't remember what um, I was saying about Asia. Now I don't remember what I was talking about from the beginning but somehow it always makes sense. So guess what? I can guarantee you, as the producer Wahid always tells me, there are so many gems in here. So listen, I'm sure there's some gems in there that you can pull out, that you can share. You always teach the thing that you need to learn the most. So if there's something that's resonant, that stands out, share it with somebody. Hell, share the whole podcast. You ain't the only person that needs help. I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful rest of your day.